All right. Thank you for joining us for another uh, episode here of All Sports Tucson Talk. Uh, I have a special guest with me, Troy Hutchison, formerly of All Sports Tucson, who has graduated onto GoEasyCats.com and doing a great job over there covering U of A sports. <clears throat> he's been covering U of A women's basketball extensively, but he's been also working on U of A football with Matt Moreno, and those guys are doing a really good job. Um keeping us up to date on recruiting. Um, you know, we've heard a lot about from Matt and the, the different uh, media outlets, but, uh, you know, we're fortunate to talk to you, Troy, because you do a lot of work there too with, and you know, some of these players or you've read a lot about them and so forth about Arizona's football recruiting class I'm talking about. Uh, so for, first of all, today's the signing day, uh, uh, the early signing day there didn't used to be one that this has just been like a few years now that they have an early signing day and then the, the main signing day is in february but uh just your thoughts about how jed fish and his staff did overall i mean what's your overall grade you would give this this recruiting effort honestly you know when you look at you know our website on rivals it is ranked as the 40th best recruiting class in the country but when you go up and down all 21 names on this list, uh, getting guys like Tyler Martin, guys like Noah Fafita, Keon Burnett, uh, let's see here, Sterling Lane, and guys of the, and, you know, Price Scott at the last second, um, you got to be really happy if you're Arizona. I mean, you got, you're coming off a 1 and 11 season, losing to NAU. Uh, the one win it being against a depleted Cal team, and somehow you've managed to put together the number three recruiting class in the conference and the number four, 40 recruiting class in the country, and you're not even done yet. I mean, like you said, you have the late signing period, mm -hmm. and you still have opportunities to add to this class and make a huge impact, but, I mean, Jed Fish walked in with a smile during his press conference. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it was like that, if, if you've ever seen that movie with Ice Cube, where he's in the car and he's just nodding his head and he goes, it, it was a good day. That's Jed Fish right now in this coaching staff. That's that's more of your generation, that um, <laughs> Ice Cube. But I could visualize it. Uh, but uh, now, what was the biggest surprise? I, 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 have a, I, have a, I think I know what it is, but what do you think is the biggest surprise of the day for Arizona? For me, it's two people. It's uh, Kevin Green Jr., a former USC commit that decommitted and flipped to Arizona, three-star receiver, 5'11", got some nice speed, a really good playmaker out there at wide receiver. And then, you know, we, we mentioned his name earlier, uh, Ephesians uh, Price Sock. God, uh -huh. I'm going to get that name right soon. But <laughs> this guy was a, you know, a four-star corner, again, committed to USC, Decommits from the Trojans with the coaching change, commits to Arizona, and this kid was being heavily recruited by not only USC, Ohio State, Tennessee, just the name of, and Judd Fish is able to flip that commitment and mm -hmm. sign him here at Arizona. And when you look at a corner and he's listed at 6'3", 175 pounds, mm -hmm. That brings me back to the, like the Chris McAllister, Antoine Quezon days of corners. That's what I was which just about Arizona to say. doesn't have right now on the roster. I, I was just about to say that Chris McAllister, because if you remember, he he originally signed with UCLA and he wasn't considered a big time cornerback. Then he had to go to JC route, and then he came to Arizona, and he's like 
arguably the best cornerback to play at Arizona. They've had quite a few, a lot of them, like Daryl Lewis and Antoine Kaysen and, uh, you know, Randy Robbins and so forth. But <clears throat> this guy with his background or recruiting background, if anytime you take a recruiting visit to Ohio State, you, I mean, you have to be a top-notch talent. <clears throat> what do you think – why do you think he flipped Arizona? What, what, what do you think turned the tide there? I think really it was the defensive coordinating hire of Johnny Manson. Mm. You know, a lot of U of A fans looked at him and said, really, this guy, this is the guy you're hiring as the defensive coordinator, somebody with no defensive coordinating experience. But it's a guy that's been around the conference for a long time, not only as a player at Washington State, coached at Washington, USC, UCLA, had great ties uh, recruiting and within the coaching community and was looked at as a guy that knew how to develop players, get guys to the NFL. Uh, you saw that at Washington, USC and somewhat UCLA, you know, he was only there two years, so not a huge impact there. But I think that's what's really swayed some of these recruits is Arizona's defensive staff is for real. Um, when you look at the names on that staff and, mm -hmm. you know, they added a couple to that. It's recruiters, guys that develop players, and have guys in the NFL that they've coached before. Yeah, and they relate well to these players. I mean, they're mm -hmm. they're not too they're not old guys. They're they're not too far from their playing themselves, and they're they just come off as you know guys that'll be in the in their players' corner. You know what I mean? Because they're 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 like mentors almost. <clears throat> so a lot of the players and the families like that. That's what strikes me about this coaching staff. Um, it's a good mixture of old and young. Um, but yeah, just, uh, getting back to the recruiting end of it, uh, Ephesians, that's his first name. <clears throat> what a name, Ephesians Prysock. That sounds like a, like a, like an actor's name, right? Like in a, in a, in a, like a science fiction movie, but I, but yeah. I, but I digress. <laughs> Sorry. No, I was going to say, I don't think Jetfish made this any, any easier on, uh, some media members with Ephesians, Price, Scott. Uh, I'm going to call him Jay. Uh, Jay. Uh -huh. His nickname's uh, G7, the um, Celestine. DB out of Florida. Yeah, Celestine. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah, and then uh, Tai Tai Ugalele. You know, there's a lot of names. This is the all names recruiting class for Arizona. Yeah, and then uh, the kid, the, the, I should, the kid, he's a big man, uh, Jonah Savianea. From Honolulu, six four three thirty yes. offensive tackle. <clears throat> Excuse me, but I, I want to just ask you about Ephesians really quick. His sister, his name is Success. So what a name! I mean, those those parents had some fun naming their kids um, Success Prysock. And there's been there has been rumors that she came to U of A on a recruiting visit, and uh, maybe with her brother, and and like they're a package deal. But you talked to Adia today in the press conference. Sounds like. Their class of 2022 might be wrapped up, right? But, I mean, things can change, but what are your impressions of that? Yeah, I mean, you look at the recruiting class. Arizona has the top 10 class. I don't know exactly where it is in the rankings, but you have Maya Naji, You have Gilbert. You have uh, Hilton. And then the recent addition of uh, Paris Clark, who's a five-star guard from New York. Right. So. That class just seems pretty much locked up. Mm -hmm. um, I think Arizona realistically only had one more spot left. 
because Kate Reese is coming back and potentially other seniors as well that Adia hinted at. So there's not a lot of spots on the roster, but depending on her recruitment, maybe she's a walk-on at Arizona. I I don't know how that would work. You know, maybe she gets an academic scholarship at Arizona and walks on. But right now I would say the 2022 class is a wrap for Arizona women's basketball. Yeah. Well, uh, that's, that's another time we'll have an interview about uh, Adia's recruiting, what she's got coming in. Um, but just, uh, it, were there any disappointments or any um, any things that didn't go Arizona's way today? It seems like everybody who committed signed, right? Or am I wrong about that? Well, there's, there's one, before we get to the decommitment, one big name that signed today that I thought Arizona was going to lose was Sterling Lane, because Cincinnati made a late push That's for right. Lane. Yeah. Um, Cincinnati, and they were talking about him signing tomorrow. That's what it sounded like that he was going to hold off a day. And at that point, you're like, oh, God, Arizona's not going to sign this kid. And Arizona was still able to land him, four star defensive lineman, 6'4, 240. Um, and, you know, he, he's going to be one of this cornerstone pieces to the program on the defensive end. But in terms of disappointments, you know, you got price socks, so you kind of make up for it, but. You lose Keon Chambers from Texas, um, a three-star corner, big physical corner that, you know, when you talk to a lot of people around the recruiting circle, really considered him like a high three, low four-star guy Hmm. and a guy that a lot of people wanted. And TCU was able to go in there with, um, who's their new head coach, is Sonny Dykes. Sonny Dykes. Dykes And snatch him away from Arizona. That, That was a big loss for Arizona. That's Sonny Dykes. He, he was the offensive coordinator at Arizona. It seems like he always have some kind of tie to Arizona, right? Because they, they went to Cal, he played Arizona. Arizona had that hit, that he'll marry against him. And then, then he went to SMU, now he's at TCU. And he, yeah, I saw that yesterday. That that was kind of a surprise on Twitter where the, the recruit you mentioned, um, you know, posted that he's going to TCU. But those things happen, it seems like, every year. And uh, Arizona was able to get... Um, you know, some good players, like you said, that flip, like Kevin Green Jr. Um, do you do you think any of these guys will make immediate impact or immediate playing time? Or if, if so, who do you think they'll, they'll be? You know, it's tough to say because college football is so much different from college basketball. You don't see a lot of impact freshmen right away. Mm-hmm. But when you look at the, you know, when you look at the list of players, I would say – Keon Burnett is going to make an immediate impact. I think he's the moment he steps foot on campus is the best tight end on campus that Arizona's had since mm-hmm. Rob Gronkowski. Um, the kid's a monster. His dad, uh, Chester, played on the Desert Swarm defense back in the day, so mm-hmm. he knows what Arizona's about. But, mm-hmm. I mean, he's <clears throat> kind of like that Jimmy Graham style of tight end where, yes, he can block, but he's more of a receiving tight end, very physical. Um, great hand, so I think he's going to make an immediate impact. And then, you know, you look at down the list, there's some guys that could, Noah Fafita could, but you don't know what that situation in the quarterback room is going to be like. Mm-hmm. But another guy I look at is, again, going to the receiver slash tight end area, is A.J. Jones, the big receiver out of California, Ontario, California, 6'4", 195. Um only a three-star recruit, but a high three-star recruit. Mm-hmm. Uh, U of A was able to flip him from UCLA. And 
you know, the kid's just a physical special uh, <clears throat> specimen and really kind of a possession receiver, which Arizona has been missing for a while. <clears throat> yes. Now, one name that we have, well, we haven't really mentioned, we mentioned his pronunciation of his name, but we'll just call him T-Mac. Um, yeah. The, the kid at Servite that played with um, Noah Fafita and uh, Burnett, right? <clears throat> and, and, and Jacob uh, Manu as well. Oh, Jacob Manu. Yeah, another good player. I mean, that to get four players from a, a possibility, I'm not saying T-Mac's coming to Arizona. He's committed to Oregon, and he, I think he wants to see how that, that coaching staff, what, what comes of it over there. But if they if they're able to get him, um, a five star guy, I mean that doesn't happen in Arizona very often. I mean, how what do you know about him and the you know about his potential, T Mac? You know, yeah, you know, we talked about players that can make an immediate impact, and <clears throat> I was lucky enough to cover Bijan when he was in Tucson, and. Bijan was one of those guys, and so is T Mac. Is you just look at them and you go, "Holy cow, this kid's like this kid's going to be an NFL player one day." Hmm. Um, you don't say that about a lot of high school kids, but you're talking about a tall, lengthy receiver that's not just a possession receiver. He can beat you deep because he's got speed. Uh, very good with the ball after the catch. Um, if Arizona was to land him, I think that jumps the recruiting class from. 40 in the country right now to probably somewhere between 30 and 35. Wow. Um, that's And it gives Arizona's their recru- the best recruiting class they had. In my opinion, in terms of talent and not just stars and all that, since the Mike Stoops era. Yeah. And I, I tweeted that out earlier that this could be the best recruiting class. I mean, we always have to see how it pans out like two or three years from now, but <laughs> Just, just the amount of talent, and there are a lot of three-star guys. But in yeah. a program like Arizona right now, and it's it's happened before. <clears throat> excuse me, where Arizona's won with three-star guys. There's mm-hmm. nothing wrong with that. I mean, uh, those are the kind of guys that are hungry. They were they're maybe not recruited by other programs they wanted to be recruited by. That's where you get that hunger. And Arizona hasn't Arizona hasn't had that hunger from you know their recruits or, or that talent to go with that hunger in recent classes, right? I mean, is that why Arizona's lost 20 games in a row? I mean, is that why the, it comes back to recruiting, correct? Recruiting, coaching, passion for the game. I think yeah. in the last two coaching staffs, you know, Rich Rod was great in terms of X's and O's, but recruiting wasn't great. And someone, let's face it, didn't seem to really care um, what was going on at Arizona. And you saw it in the recruiting. But Arizona's starting to get guys where other power five schools are going after these kids. Right. Uh, in the last like four recruiting classes, they were winning recruiting battles over, <laughs> you know, Western Carolina, over Grambling State. Um, kids that honestly should be at the tail end of your recruiting class, those were the high end yeah. for Arizona. And no offense to those players, it's great that, you know, they got on a power five team, good for them. But Arizona's recruiting at a different level. They're in a different. Uh, realm of recruiting now in terms of competing with top-tier programs, top-tier schools, and even the lower-end guys on this recruiting class, like we mentioned it, I'm going to call him G7, the kid from Florida, (laughs) the defensive back there. His recruitment was weird. He was recruited to go to Western uh, West Carolina, Mm -hmm. um, unranked, 
But at the last minute, Florida State and Arizona jumped in on him. And when you watch the film, the kid just flies. And the reason why he calls himself G7 is because that's apparently the, um, the, like, the Maserati of planes. And he just takes off like a plane. And when you watch the film, he might be the fastest kid in this recruiting class. And, he's a and he might be a surprise. He's a running back, too. He yeah. is, but they're going to play him at uh, DB. Oh, they're going to play with DB because, yeah, I see him listed at, at running back. But he could be one of those guys that, you know, that come out of nowhere, like you said, a recruiting guy that Arizona has been known for in their past. I mean, their their best teams have had guys leading the way that weren't heavily recruited. Like you think of Teddy Bruschi in the early 90s with the Desert Swarm. And then he, and then in the late 90s um, with that 12-1 and team, other than Chris McAllister, there probably wasn't really a – you know, a high-end recruit, right? I mean, when you, when you think back, you had Keith Smith and Norte Jenkins, a quarterback. You know, those guys were like, you know, they're they're great team players. Uh, you know, it's that's that's the that's the backbone of Arizona is when you get players that want to prove themselves and they have that hunger. And I think I think we can see this in this class that these guys are talented, but they're also very competitive and hungry. You know, they want to make Arizona a winner. From what I when yeah. I can tell. What are your thoughts on that? Yeah, you know, one one thing that, again, I go back to is even back in the Tomy era, Mike Stoops era, they were winning battles against the Washingtons of the world in terms of recruiting UCLA every now and then. Right. Not for, like, five-star kids, but for low-end four, high three, and turning them into something special. And I see that right now with Arizona. Mm -hmm. And one thing that jumps out on film for almost every single one of these recruits but the ones that specifically come to mind are Noah from Hawaii, the offensive lineman, mm -hmm. uh, Jacob Reese from Utah, uh, Jacob Manu. We talked about him, mm -hmm. and I, I can name a bunch of guys like this. But when you watch the film, Sterling Lane and Tyler Martin as well, when you watch the film, they play with aggression to steal a quote from Don Brown. These guys just play with no regard really for their body. They just go out there flying, pushing guys past the line of scrimmage on the offensive line, going flying, making tackles, game tackling, um, diving for the football. These guys just play at a different tempo than anybody else on the football field. And when you look at previous recruits and how Arizona has played in previous years, you haven't seen that. Right. So I think you're getting back to really tough-nosed football and and just trying to give every, 110% 100% of the time. Yeah, just a couple more questions. I know you have to get to the Arizona-Northern uh, Colorado game. <clears throat> um, offensive line looks like they signed uh, – looks like what Reese, like you mentioned, and um, Savane Savayanea from Honolulu uh, is Grayson Stovall. I think they have three, right? And then a couple tight yes. ends, Burnett and Powell. Um, and then on defense, they got – they, they – they worked on their line also with Ula Galeli and Sterling Lane, um, Isaiah Johnson, Russell Davis. Mm -hmm. It looks like they – and Jer Jermaine Wiggins from Maine. Um, looks like they really addressed both sides of the line, right? I mean, what, what are your thoughts about how they were able to bolster areas where they needed help the most? 
Well, I think, especially on the offensive line, that was one area where Arizona was weak at this season and it showed in many games. Um, I think they did a great job on the defensive line at reestablishing some areas because they're going to lose some guys. Right. Uh, Rather that be, you know, transfer transfer or go to another school um, or go to the next level. But on the offensive line, they are able to get three guys. But to me, that's not enough. Look for Arizona to add more in the transfer portal. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think they're going to be very active there because when you look at the offensive line um, and what they were able to do this season, yes, they did get better, but it was still very underwhelming. There were at times where, like, NAU dominated the line of scrimmage. ASU was able to do that at times with their defensive line. Uh, they weren't getting pushed for the running game. They weren't protecting the quarterback. So that's a big hole for Arizona, and they're going to need to find a way to fill it. Right. And then one last thing, Arizona signed four guys from Arizona. I mean, all from the Phoenix area. Um, how, how legitimate are they, do you think, and how, how will they fit in? Was it uh, into the program, immediate or down the road? You know, I think I look, you know, you look at them, they all are really nice players. Uh, Tyler Powell's a very good tight end. Mm-hmm. Uh, Grayson's a very good offensive lineman. Isaiah Johnson, a solid defensive lineman. And I'm forgetting one well, more Russell there. Deuce, Deuce Davis. That's right, Deuce Davis, a really good defensive lineman. But the thing for me, they all come from winning pedigrees, Yeah. Um, which Jed Fish talked about that, having that championship mentality uh, in the program. Now, personally, I don't think they're the type of players that are developed enough to make an immediate impact. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think they're very good players, very skilled players that just need some developing, but look for them to be impact players later down the line like their sophomore junior or senior season a lot can happen between now and then but they're going to need time to develop but the thing is is that they're coming from schools like chandler hamilton i know arizona tried to get uh tristan monday from scottsdale soro that didn't work out mm-hmm. and they're going after tucson guys as well but they're trying to hit programs that have a winning culture right and that's something that arizona is trying to instill here with the football program that's something that Coach Kondreyev on the softball side was able to do with the Batbusters and all those recruits. They all won state titles. They all won club championships. Right. And when you bring winners in, it only breeds winning. Right. Iron sharpens iron. Exactly. You know, one last thing about that, the the Arizona angle, these guys also become instant recruiters, like kids from Mm -hmm. Hamilton who might know Isaiah or Isaiah or, you know, Chandler High School uh, might know these guys. And then they come up and they want to play with them. Like we saw, there's some Chandler guys that are already on Arizona's team, right? That that transferred in, um, Anderson and uh, uh, the Maldonado. Maldonado. I mean, that you know, can't lose sight of that. These guys coming here kind of like opens eyes to some of the players there. Like, hey, I got, a, I can get a chance to play there and contribute. And these guys wanted to go there, so I'm, you know, I might check it out. You know. So that, that helps out, too, because that wasn't there before either. Arizona wasn't getting hardly any good uh, Arizona recruits from in-state. So, But, uh, well, Troy, I really appreciate the time. I know it's been a busy day, and it's not over yet because you have to go to the basketball game and report on that. So um, yeah. so I you know, I appreciate your time. We'll, we'll, uh, we'll touch base here uh, soon uh, after some things are finalized with the recruiting class and talk more about it and then women's basketball and so forth. So thanks. Awesome. Thank you so much for having me, Javier. I really appreciate it. Oh, you're welcome. Thank you. And we'll talk to you soon. Take care. Okay. Thank bye you. Bye bye. Bye bye.